0: Welcome to the Refine Your Health podcast with Dr. Dion. I'm a primary care physician, and now I can happily add podcaster. Tune in to each episode to hear great information on improving health outcomes, disease prevention, and overall community health advocacy. Thanks for listening. Now let's jump into today's episode to improve your health. Hello listeners, it is your host, Dr. Dion. Thanks for checking out an episode of Refine Your Health. I hope everyone has been doing well. We're almost a month into the new year and I wanna focus on another topic that is important for the month of January and that is thyroid disease. And January is also dedicated to thyroid awareness as well as cervical cancer screening awareness. So I hope you guys were able to check out my previous episode of uh, cervical cancer screening and the importance of it. And this episode, we're going to be talking about thyroid disease. Thyroid disease is when the thyroid gland makes too much thyroid hormone, which is called hyperthyroidism or it makes too little of the thyroid hormone, which is considered hypothyroidism. For this episode, I want to focus more on hypothyroidism because that's something I commonly see in my office, and I think it may be important for many of the listeners out there because some of you may be dealing with hypothyroidism personally, or you may know of someone who is dealing with this condition as well. So what is a thyroid? So the thyroid is a gland that is butterfly shaped and it is a small organ located in the lower front of the neck. It's an organ that makes thyroid hormone and thyroid hormone for those of you who may not know is an important hormone in the body because it helps control many vital functions of your body. It's important in metabolism and when you talk about metabolism that means you know whatever your body consumes as far as food it converts that food into energy. So the thyroid hormone is used to assist with that process. In addition, the thyroid hormone assists with body temperature regulation as well assists other organs in making sure that they function appropriately, such as your brain, your kidneys, your heart, and other vital organs in your body. So who is at risk for developing thyroid disease? The short and quick answer is everyone can be affected by thyroid disease from infants to the elderly. However, there are certain individuals that are at higher risk compared to the general population for hypothyroidism. And those individuals may have a family history of thyroid disease. Um, They may have medical conditions that put them at increased risk for thyroid disease, such as your autoimmune disorders, where basically those are conditions where the body attacks itself and results in different types of medical conditions medications may put you at risk such medications like amiodarone which is a heart medication medications like lithium which is used for psychological diagnoses you may have medications like interleukin 2 which is a cancer medication so those are some things that may potentially put people at higher risk compared to the general population being older than 60 years of age especially in women treatment for a past thyroid condition or cancer. Also diabetes increases your risk for potentially developing hypothyroidism. Also iodine deficiency may play a role in developing hypothyroidism. However, that is not the most common or prevalent in the United States. You see more so iodine deficiency in uh, prevalent in many mountainous regions and in Central Africa, Central South America and Northern Asia. And the most likely reason that this is the case in these particular areas where there is iodine deficiency is that they don't get a whole lot of iodine in their diet. And You may be wondering why does iodine play a role in hypothyroidism and the reason is is that iodide is important in the formation of the thyroid hormone so if you're deficient in iodide then that results in decreased formation of thyroid hormone therefore you're not putting enough out into your body to have appropriate functioning of your vital organs body temperature regulation as well as metabolism as I previously stated. So what are some of the signs and symptoms that individuals may develop if they have low functioning thyroid or hypothyroidism? Now, I want you to keep in mind that some of these symptoms may be coming with hypothyroidism. However, it does not mean that you're not at risk for other potential conditions. So I usually emphasize if you have these symptoms, discuss with your primary care physician so they can determine what may be causing your symptoms. So some of the symptoms that are most common with hypothyroidism are feeling tired or fatigued, gaining weight, experiencing forgetfulness, heavy frequent menstrual periods, hoarse voice, Cold intolerance. And what I mean by cold intolerance, you can't tolerate cold temperatures compared to other individuals. Dry and coarse hair. You may have hair loss. And some of the signs that I look for as a physician is dry, coarse skin. If your extremities are cool to the touch. If you have puffy face, hands, and feet. Diffuse hair loss. Decreased heart rate. Lower leg or upper extremity swelling. In addition, I look at the thyroid gland to see if it's enlarged, if you have a particular gorder, which is basically enlargement of the thyroid gland, and it may be hard, or do I feel any masses or any nodules located on the thyroid gland? Now that we've talked about some of the signs and symptoms, so what are some of the causes of hypothyroidism? One is congenital hypothyroidism, and what I mean by congenital hypothyroidism, that means that an infant is born with it. And it usually occurs in about one in 4,000 newborns. And what is used to detect this now and able to catch it mostly in newborns is the state newborn screen. And some of you may be aware of that with parents out there. As far as if you give birth to a child, this test is usually obtained in majority of the states, at least 48 hours after the birth of a newborn. And that detects some of the medical conditions such as, you know, cystic fibrosis, hypothyroidism, sickle cell, anemia things of that nature. We've already talked about another cause of hypothyroidism, and that is iodine deficiency, which I discussed earlier. And that is the most common cause of hypothyroidism worldwide. However, in the United States, the most common causes are due to Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is an autoimmune condition where the body cells attack and damage the thyroid gland. And then there is iatrogenic or what is basically due to some type of procedure or something that had been induced medically that causes low functioning thyroid, such as if you've had radiation therapy, a history of a surgery where either part or all of the thyroid gland has been removed. Other lower prevalent causes of hypothyroidism we've already kind of talked about is medications that may put you at risk for low functioning thyroid. There's also thyroiditis, which is different from the Hashimoto's thyroiditis that I mentioned, but it does put you at risk for where cells may also attack the thyroid cells, but also it can be due to a viral infection. Lastly, there's a postpartum thyroiditis where it may occur in five to nine percent of women after childbirth, usually a temporary condition. So now let's transition into how Hypothyroidism is diagnosed. Most commonly, it is found with a test that screens for thyroid hormone. And if that comes back positive for concerns for an underactive thyroid, there's an additional test to confirm how much thyroid hormone is being made by the thyroid organ. And if that is significantly low, then you're at risk for being diagnosed for hypothyroidism. However, to differentiate between Hashimoto's or if there's a gorder or enlarged thyroid gland, there may be some confirmatory testing such as testing for certain types of antibodies. And also there's imaging that can be done, which is a ultrasound where they get images of the thyroid to see if there is enlargement, if there's masses, if there's nodules, you know, things of that nature on the organ to figure out what may be the cause of a low functioning thyroid. Now, in the case of patients that may come to my office let's say they may not have some of the significant clinical features that are you know associated with low function or hypothyroidism and the screening test is not significantly abnormal in most cases you know I may watch them and just check it annually however if it's significantly high are they at risk for Hashimoto's where that autoimmune attack on the thyroid gland exists, and if the patient is symptomatic, then I would most likely start them on thyroid medication. Hypothyroidism is something that is not curable. You just basically manage it either by close monitoring or with the hypothyroid medication where you supplement the thyroid hormone. And many of you may have heard of it. It's called Synthroid or the generic is Levothyroxine. And the goal with treatment is to try to get those hormone levels within the normal range. Upon initiating the medication, you may have to have frequent lab checks to closely monitor the trend of the thyroid hormone to make sure it's coming down to the normal range. So most often when I start a medication, I usually start it at the appropriate initial starting dose and then I'm, I will have patients come back within six to eight weeks for a recheck to see if adjustments in medications are warranted at that time and then if needed then we'll recheck again in six to eight weeks if no dose adjustments are made. I often will still bring them back in six to eight weeks to make sure that that level is still being maintained without making adjustments in the medications especially if it's at the goal level and once we reach goal level as far as the thyroid hormone we space out the checks three months then we check it again at six months and then as long as it's maintaining and no adjustments are warranted then we just check it annually The good news about hypothyroidism, many patients do very well with medication supplement or like I said, with close monitoring. So it's not one of those things that, in most cases that is something that hinders your day-to-day routine however it's something that like I said it's an important organ in the body because it performs such vital functions within the the body itself so it's something that needs to be closely monitored and managed so I would encourage you if you have any of the symptoms that have been discussed definitely contact your primary care physician to see if you need to be screened for thyroid disease or if there is some other medical conditions that needs to be ruled out in addition to thyroid disease they can do so at that time also pass this information on to other family and friends that may be having some of these signs or symptoms as well so they can also be assessed but the good news is majority people do well with close monitoring as well as medications if necessary but you definitely need to be under the management of a primary care physician in addition I want to make sure that you are aware that I'll put the link in for the American Thyroid Association website within the show notes. So you can not only go check that link out for more information about hypothyroidism, but also other thyroid conditions such as hyperthyroidism. That wraps up this episode. I hope it has been helpful and I encourage you to continue to make sure that you take care of yourselves. And if it's been helpful, share with your family and friends and please subscribe and download the episodes because i really appreciate your continued support and this is your host dr dion take care i hope you enjoyed the podcast please subscribe and feel free to tell your family and friends to check out the podcast and remember this podcast is for educational purposes only and the thoughts and opinions do not constitute medical advice